It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We are live on all the VGK social media channels from Studio 31 inside City National Arena. Darren Millard along with Darren Elliott, the Olympian, former National Hockey League. A lot to get to from the last few days of the Vegas Golden Knights, a big winning streak, a big win in overtime and top in the Western Conference. Uh, good to see you, my friend. Likewise. Was, uh, some good work last night. I liked, uh, I liked Lawless there in the second intermission saying that the big guys had to come through. Wow. You got it right. Well, it's funny. Eichel and Stone and Stevenson have been all over it. Yep. Except for an explosion of production. Right. They've been chipping away and contributing, but not that marquee night last night we got that yeah you got the signature moment if you will the one thing about jack eichel to me is he's got a rip in him where he's going to go 21 points in 10 games yeah uh, i talked to ryan the hockey guy yesterday before the game and i was saying that it's like you know what you need it's going to happen it hasn't happened yet but this guy just just collects points right he had eight points in nine games going into yesterday's game and you hadn't really talked about jack eichel and yet he was still almost a point a game uh, Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone were great. Uh, yep. All kinds of production. The misfit line was all over it. Yep. Uh, the The shot clock was was different than the game before, even though it was similar in its uh, just pure dominance right. of the game. Like they they controlled that Anaheim game. Shout out near perfection. The shot clock showed Anaheim had more shots, but that was totally misleading. Yesterday, I, you didn't have to be in the in the rank <laughs> to know that that was one-sided. Well, 33 to 8 after uh, two periods. That means that's dominance. You've seen a lot of hockey. That's that's got to jump out at you. It, it does. And again though, it was still scoreless. So so it what I was most impressed with and we'll go to Aiden Hill. We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later on. You give up the first goal of the game on the ninth shot you faced, and then you make great saves in the third and in overtime. That shows some 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 real fortitude because that's hard to do. That's hard. You know, you play the position it, when you're not seeing any work, and then all of a sudden you're called upon to be, you know, get the point, the win, at least the extra point. That's that's earning your money. Which goaltender would you rather be, Hellebuck? Or Hill? Hellebuck, when it's payday, because he makes a lot more money. But, but in that situation oh, yesterday. Just from a playing standpoint, um, I always say I'll take my chances with fewer shots on goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, let, let me um, just do my job. And if you have so many shots, I mean, Hellebuck, he could have easily given up five goals, and we would have said he played well. I mean, there were that many quality chances, uh, some really good uh, saves, great saves. Lucky saves, posts, good fortune, all wrapped into that, giving up two goals, but you know, getting a point. He earned that point for his team almost single-handedly. And the only reason I ask it is because I hear guys, it brought up yeah. where some guys want more work, and I'm always the belief of more, more work <laughs> does translate into heroic performances sometimes, but uh, I'll go with the, the better defensive right. effort. Right, and that's, that's really what we saw. Right. You saw a team that gives up. Connor Hellebuck has already faced over 40 shots three times uh, in a game this season. And on the other side, everything's coming from the outside. I mean, there are some quality save breakaway that had to be there uh, by Aiden Hill. So all of a sudden, to me, it's you know one of those things where, ah, you know what, quality save at the right time. 
but he's facing so many shots so many times that over the course of a season, he's going to have some trouble, right? He's gonna, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be Hellebuck. I don't want to have to face 40 shots a night. Defensively, I'm part of a team. I'm doing the right things, and that's where the goaltending has been so far in 10 games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Up front, Mark Stone comes up with a big goal. Yeah. Rebound, going to the net. I mean, he, we're seeing some progress from him, mm-hmm. but, but that type of performance, to be able to knock that puck out of the air. That's him, right? He's got the good stick, quality on takeaways, so why not on rebounds? So Mark Stone, but to contribute. Um, I mean, because that's, you know, I just talked about Aiden Hill. The guys stayed with it. They didn't panic. They kept playing the same way. Uh, I thought they played on the inside an awful lot. We're at the top of the crease an awful lot. Where'd Mark Stone tie the game? A game you've dominated, but you're down one nothing. Your captain says, okay, we're good. We're tied. We're back with at least to square, and we should be at least at that point. Was that uh, a turning point game, or could it be a turning point game, even though it was so lopsided? I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm like, uh, I, I like the coach an awful lot. He's, he's really dialed into it. Okay, well, we were good here, and we've been good there. Uh, special teams could be better. You know, he's very um, aware uh, of his, where his team is. And, you know, I, I like how he's, he's said it twice that I'm aware of that I've heard. Where it's like, we're supposed to be playing our best hockey when the playoffs, if we're fortunate enough to be there, mm. are, are, are ready to, to, to take off. We should be playing our best hockey then. So right now, 8-2, and two, oh, yeah, we'll take it. Uh, game breaker, Jack Eichel, that's what he is. That's what he did. Uh, one of those uh, <laughs> beautiful, wonderful displays of skill and speed and power. It almost put everything that he has into one play. Do you think that it was planned for him to get on the ice with 30 seconds to go like that? Yes. I, they changed into a tired team. Um, I think that was by design. He was fresh. Once he got out there, uh, Mark Stone has, has, has corroborated the story. It's like, okay, he was going to isolate, and we were going to let him. We, he was going to take it hard to the net at some point. In the meantime, you had defenders who had been out there an awful long time. Uh, Mark Shifley won't like the video replay. that will be shown over and over and over again because of the skill by Eichel. But the defense, he was a little bit tired, and he was really soft. And you saw why I know it was always planned. Eichel took the puck one way. And it, parents, if, if you have kids playing hockey, you've seen your kids play this game. It's called keep away. And that's exactly what he did. One-on-one keep away, isolation, got the inside. Um, to me, Shifley has to be a little more determined on the inside. Chop him down, put a shoulder into him. You can't let him get to the top of the crease, which Jack Eichel had full intentions of from the moment he jumped on the ice. You take the penalty because it can't spill over into the shootout. You, you brought that up. That's a great point, especially with 20 seconds to go lumberjack him down if you're tired. I mean, you just don't let that guy get to, to that spot. Uh, so Eichel was going around one way. Yep. And then, so he was going counterclockwise, and then he went clockwise, yep. stopped at the top. Was that to get to a strong side of his stick? I, I would think so, and it's also to fatigue and see what the mm. coverage is going to be. So you, everyone's got their man-on-man because you're playing three-on-three. It's like, okay, so it's me and Shafe. Okay, I got it. All right, I'm going to take him over here. And then it's at some point you've got to reverse your course and go back towards the net Shifley takes a wider path that allows Eichel to have at least a step he's not going to get beat from there that's where Shifley has to make a decision to probably like you said take a penalty or at least get get your shoulder into him and body up 
as he's coming across the front of the net. Fifth shot of the game for Jack Eichel. Uh, Darren Elliott has set the table for you. Here is the call by Dan Duva and the explanation and reaction from Jack Eichel. Eichel, nine seconds through the left circle. Number nine closing in. He scores! It's an overtime winner. Jack Eichel, 2-1 Golden Knights with six seconds to go. Eichel sets up the game-tying goal. Scores the overtime winner. Vegas 2, Winnipeg 1. And the Knights are 8-2 and two in their first 10 games under Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, it's been a while since I had a game winner in OT, so uh, it's always a nice feeling. And uh, yeah, Stoney's such an enthusiastic guy, and he he brings so much to our group. Um, you know, it's uh, I think it's unmeasurable. So I think he rubs off on the whole team, myself included. Eichel now has three goals, uh, uh, three of his four goals against Winnipeg this year. So he he would love for them to keep coming back, <laughs> even though they're they're done uh, against the. Vegas Gold Knights at T-Mobile Arena. Anyway, there'll be a visit uh, up to Manitoba. And uh, Aiden Hill comes through with a big effort. Uh, they've got this platoon going. There's a lot, like a long laundry list of people that deserve compliments on this team right now. Top to bottom, uh, they're, they're getting honest efforts every single night from everyone in the lineup. And that's really what Bruce Cassidy uh, has said this is going to be about. We're going to have layers on defense in our own zone. Centermen's are going to come a lot. The centermen are going to come a lot deeper, come from underneath, support so the puck can't get to the middle of the last line of defense, if you will, if it's coming off of the wall on the sidewall or the corner. Um, so there's lots of skating for the centermen, lots of diligence up ice, um, and play on the inside. Box out defensively at the top of your crease, get to the top of the crease. Sounds simple. Takes a lot of determination. I, that's one of the things from this team you can tell they want to erase last year. That, that's, that's what I'm getting the sense that, you know what, they're committed to doing whatever is being put in front of them by the coaching staff because they want to prove that last year was the anomaly. Uh, do you like the lines, the way they're situated and constructed now? The last few games haven't had a chance to you bounce that, that off to you. You love that, right? You, you love looking at the lines. Well, I, I, I do because <laughs> I never would have put Stevenson and Eichel together. And yeah, what I think, both, the Stevenson speed seems to push Eichel to be faster because he does he does love slowing the game down a lot like Mark Stone. Right, and, and he's probably never Jack Eichel that has had a line mate that's as fast as him. Probably not since the program, uh, the national development team, um, where they're just kids. So you know now I give you know as much as Jack Eichel doesn't change his game. Like that, he's in the middle. He has the puck. He holds on to it. That pass on the tying goal, little no looker, backhand flip off the dasher boards to, to Stone. That's some good chemistry signs as well. So Mark Stone knows how to read off anybody. So that that part's always going to work, I think. I give Stevenson all the credit in the world. He's being a productive player, playing out of position, where he was so successful as a centerman. He's able to add an element to that line. It's now a trio. I think it couldn't have gone any better. And then the misfits being back together yeah, just makes, seems to be it's default. You have you, to do you it. You try, you try. Everybody's trying <laughs> to break them up, and then you end up in in back to, together. And I don't know if I'm, you know, just projecting on them. I I look at them and I go, 
look at how hard they're playing. They want to stay together. Now, I don't know if that, <laughs> that is projecting. <laughs> right, I, don't know I did the same thing with my dogs. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly true, but it looks like their effort and energy, maybe just because they're so in sync, it looks like they're working harder collectively because they want to stay together. But that's just the story that I'm making up, I think. Uh, are you okay to take some questions if yeah. I reach out? Okay, live yeah. on the air. I'm asking him, uh, and he can't turn you down. So if you want to send us some questions uh, <laughs> through the digital platforms, I'd uh, love to hear from you regarding what's going to happen uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights going out in this five-game road trip. We'll get into the season progress, what we've seen uh, over the first 10 games. So where the big steps have been taken, and obviously the head coaching has uh, had a lot to do with all of that. Uh, I want to tell you about Golden Knight fans getting ready to see the team back on the ice, become a full-season ticket member for 2022-23, and never miss a game. Full-season member have perks with discounts on merchandise, parking, and more. To get more information about a full-season membership, contact the Vegas Golden Knights sales team at 702, write this down, 645 Four three five nine six four five four three five nine, or email them at tickets at vegasgoldenknights.com. That's easy to remember. We're coming back with more on Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Got a lot going on around the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, starting a five-game road trip, first big roadie of the season, uh, which will start in Washington tomorrow. Back to 4 o'clock start. So pregame shows uh, coming your way at 3 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3.30 on the TV side on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, Darren Elliott and I will be here in Studio 31 for the next uh, couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. Uh, covering an 8-2 and two team. If you have a comment, uh, just a question uh, that you want to fire away, uh, do so on the social media platform. And Songi, uh, producer Songi, will get us to, uh, to us today. I'm fighting with her, though right now because she's beating me in fantasy football and we're not getting along so we're using Darren Elliott as the uh, as the conduit the to get to get all this stuff done 8 and 2 yeah it's a schedule that was there to take advantage of i'm mm-hmm. not going to overlook that right but you glance around the league and there's teams that have not taken advantage of that so it, it's a a compliment to to Vegas to be able to do that uh, with the new head coach and all the systems coming in is 8 and 2 better than you expected. Yeah, I thought they'd be 6-3 and 1. Hmm. Uh, Very specific, of, yeah. <laughs> in that range. But again, the 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 goaltending and how that meshes with how they're playing defense and the buy-in from the team, it's all meshed to the point that you're, you know, stopping 94% of your opponent's shots on goal. Um, is that sustainable? Probably not. But it does match up with, as you said, the quality of the opponents on paper that the first 10 games had you play. Beat Winnipeg a couple of times. Uh, a big win on opening night in Los Angeles yep. against a team that took major steps Division, uh, yep. a year ago. Uh, so there's been some, some quality victories sure. interspersed uh, in, inside this win. A gutsy performance against Chicago in which you, you ground. This is interesting. They've won two games at home in which they scored one goal in each game in regulation. That doesn't happen very often. The Chicago win, winning one nothing, and then yesterday they scored one goal in regulation and ended up taking it in overtime. Didn't happen very often in my tenure here. I got here halfway through the second year. I mean, it was a blitzkrieg, right? They'd get out there uh, at the fortress, blow teams out. Um, they would, uh, Golden Knights historically high scoring, um, chipping away and winning in different ways like that, low scoring. 
uh, it's good for you got to be able to win multiple ways in the NHL to be successful, for sure. Uh, winning eight of your first ten is incredible going on the first road trip. So what a start to establish things and get the players' attention with, yeah, this does work. That's a huge plus for head coach Bruce Cassidy. Let's go through the lineup. Uh, up front, the forwards, uh, your takeaways from what you've seen from a group that's evolved. I think, like I said, they've all bought in. And I think one of the things they've bought into is that on most nights, we we don't have to chase the game. So elevated time of nights a little bit for your top line last night, overtime, and and by you had to chase in the third period, so they got more more minutes. But by and large, keeping that under 20 minutes for your forwards and keeping your top defenseman around 20 minutes as well, but making sure that your bottom end guys get at least double digits forwards and maybe 12 to 13 minutes for your defenseman more balance in terms of time on ice leads to balance in terms of production and that's what i've seen talking about the changes with stone and stevenson joining eichel and then marcia so riley smith and william carlson put that back together carlson moving up from the third line to the second line which leaves you with an interesting third unit which i don't think a lot of us saw coming together like this but it's worked. Uh, the last couple of games, Nick Waz with uh, Phil Kessel, uh, Michael Matteo. That's that's it. That's a threesome. Matteo's been great at yeah. times, like really noticeable. Paul Cotter's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bottom six has had a presence this year. It, it has, and I think what I like about it is the fact that Phil Kessel, at this stage of his career, has to be a productive player in a third line role. We all hope there'd be chemistry and you know, magic and all kinds of things, all kinds of karma with, with Jack Eichel. And it's just, it's not real. It, they're at different points in their careers to me. Um, so if you can put Phil Kessel with still his offensive instincts in a third line capacity, let's face it, Nick Waugh, he's proven he can make big plays and big moments. There's something there. Now you're, nine, now you're three lines deep. You're nine players deep in terms of production minimum. Uh, Cotter has had a presence uh, within this in, yeah. this group uh, at times in in and out of the lineup, but uh, was a major force in training camp, which which bodes well. Being able to put somebody yep. in the lineup in a needed basis, Lecision has done a good job last couple of games as well. Yeah, Lecision comes in, does what he's supposed to do. Uh, didn't play much last night again in that third period in particular. Howden's another one um, had a really strong game at the net last night. But, again, I like the coach. He's very realistic in his assessment. He's like, yeah, he's played well, but he's got to finish. Like, we expect those guys to score. They're just not there to take munch minutes. So it's like maybe he has to become a volume producer, meaning some guys need one or two shots and can you know, make that work for them. He probably needs to have many more multiple. Don't look for the extra pass if you're a guy like Howden. Put the puck on net. Puck might start finding the back of the net with more regularity. I think of Howden as a, as a regular now. I don't think of him as the, the next wave coming. Is that fair? Yeah, right now he's playing well enough, yeah. but and he's got that versatility. He can go into the middle. You know, same thing with uh, Nick Waugh, who seems more apt to be in the middle. Um, Howden can play the wing or center. So that, that helps your cause to stay in the lineup. You have to play well, but if you give a little bit of versatility for the coach, uh, harder for him to, to call somebody else's number. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matteo, uh, Cotter... Uh, Lecician, yep. uh going down the list, Howden, mm-hmm. all, all have to play well to stay in the lineup. Absolutely. They're, they've got that competition 
going right now. They do, and, and that means that you have to be like, uh, you know, Brett Howden, plus four. You, you can't be a minus player um, in those situations. Taking a look at the plus minus here. Zach Whitecloud, three assists, plus 11. That means you're doing the right thing. The matchups are working. When you're a third pair and you're plus 11, it's all good. Well, let's go to the blue line, and we'll start from the third pair up. Uh, Hag and White Cloud have found the rhythm, probably because Hag had to work his way into the flow. Yeah, he needs to get – I mean, he, he seemed to be – He's looked good the last few games. He, he really has. I mean, that was a tough one on the goal last night. Both guys, they were playing uh, tabletop hockey. You know, they couldn't get to the rebound. Um, it goes in. That, 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 that's going to happen. But, yeah, Hag and, and White Cloud, they're very comfortable together, big bodies. Um, uh, as a third pairing – Young guys, really good, really, really solid. What do you love about the pairings with your top four? Uh, Theodore, McNabb, Martinez, Petro? Well, just dependable, right? I mean, you, you take you take a look at that list, and they play together well. You know, McNabb, we know what he does. He allows Shea Theodore to roam freely. Um, but nobody roams at the expense of defense anymore, no matter what your number is. Uh, and Petrangelo, let's just be honest, like it sticks in the right places. Body position, he doesn't chase. Perfect system for him. Every, keep everything to the outside so he's defending with his feet. Push him in the direction you want him, away from the net, without really exerting too much energy. So it's going to be a, a good system for veteran guys that you don't want to be taxed come playoff time. I'm surprised more points haven't come from the blue line. Me too. I, I Yesterday with Ryan, I, I was picking Shea Theodore, and he had a couple good looks. A um, couple of moments, but they're they're few and far between. I think right now, uh, even the coach mentioned in his post game comments yesterday. He's expecting more offense from the defense. He he says it's there. Yeah, he can see it, but it just hasn't happened yet. Uh, block shots have, have blown me away, and Bruce Cassidy uh, over the course of his time in Boston didn't have a, a lot of shot block totals. So that tells me that this is this is on. The guys yeah, it is. That, that do it. Uh, yeah, but, Martinez. Well, yeah, he, right, so Martinez sets the tone for that. McNabb as well. Yeah. Right, those two guys, his boy Cloud, and the, again, as a young guy, has picked up as a third-pairing guy, you do anything. So, so all of a sudden you've got those guys. That's, that's one every pairing. It's going to block some shots. And, again, trying to keep everything to the outside as, as best you can, playing closer to the net, there's more opportunity to block shots if you're in that of that mindset, which again the guys are. This is my segue into goaltending, but Logan Thompson leads the National Hockey League in shots blocked by his defensemen. Twenty-five percent of attempted shots while Logan Thompson's in goal are being blocked by the guys up front. The rest that are getting through, he's handling. Yeah, and that's again that's more like goaltending to a system, correct? It's like. If they're blocking shots and the shots are coming from the outside and I'm on the inside, I can either handle the rebound or I can direct it more easily. My job is fight through the traffic, pick up the sight line. That's my job as a goaltender in that system. More than anything else, you can't play way out. You're going to play a little bit deeper, which probably helps both these guys, to be quite honest, because they're both guys that get, when they have moments, they'll get outside the blue paint maybe too aggressive at times. We haven't seen it yet in, in the first 10 games. But this system keeps you honest. You, you're, you're at the lip of the crease for most most of the shots. So it gives you good starting positioning. I don't know whether you have a preference or have been more impressed by one or the other, so I'll go first on this. Uh, I am most impressed with the person that's played most recently because they, they, 
they're one-upping each other between <laughs> Hill and Thompson. Yeah. Well, and that's ideal situation for two guys who aren't established, who are trying to establish themselves as NHL goaltenders, and then as NHL regulars. It's perfect. You just keep going back and forth. Internal competition. Going to need both anyway. So, you know, your feelings don't get hurt. I thought they handled it brilliantly uh, as a coaching staff the first month. It's like no matter what happens, Logan Thompson, two shutouts, doesn't get the net the next game because they had it planned out. The plan will change as, as the season moves along. But to start initially, it's like get both guys going. Don't look over your shoulder start by start. You know when your games are going to be. Eliminate that uncertainty for your athletes. I thought it was really, really good. 60-40 split right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you like having a calendar of knowing when you're going to start two, three weeks in advance? Or would you rather the coach come up and tap you in the morning skate and say, you're going today? A schedule is easier, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when I played and I was the backup, you could go, Okay, I'm going to get the game before Thanksgiving. I'm going to get a couple of games on either side of every holiday. I'm going to get the back-to-back in, in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though the coach... Sounds like you really let that go. <laughs> but I'm, I enjoyed my time with the in Calgary playing the Flames way more than playing in Edmonton. <laughs> back-to-back. <laughs> you got them both, kid. Uh, why don't you just take a sublet here in, in Alberta and we'll pick you up on the way. But... You knew that there were some games that were ticketed for the backup and the start, and then there was some play interplay within that if somebody got really hot. Um, I think it's you know if you can go, you know fifty thirty two, right? That's yeah. you know fifty five twenty seven is two out of three, all right. So that's that's about a perfect setup if you're going number one, number two. If you are going platoon, you're going to look more at you know closer to that, right? It's like 37, 45, something like that. It's my goal to get the word platoon into vernacular <laughs> I, of hockey. I, I, how baseball, it's always been there. What? I thought you were going to be impressed with me doing the 82 math with the division. <laughs> I don't hear math. All right? You don't it hear numbers. Go, it just goes right over my head. <laughs> I don't even try and pay attention. The rest of the time, I'm all over it. Uh, we've got uh, some Facebook questions coming in. Uh, on your uh, platform, uh, Fireman, uh, Darren Elliott's here. We'll uh, bring that to you in the last uh, segment. We've got a great one about deflections uh, coming your way. I want to tell you the Craggy Range is the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or postgame meal. Come to watch your nights on one of the Craggy Range's big screen TVs or the huge outdoor LED screen. Enjoy your favorite craft Beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you catch the action. You can find a menu for the whole family, plus a bar full of 16 beer taps. Elliot just left the building. Uh, Craggy Ranch Sports Bar and Grill is open daily. No ticket required. Uh, some league news to talk about, plus your questions as we continue at nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights riding a four-game winning streak as they embark on a five-game road trip uh, starting tomorrow night in Washington. They beat Toronto, San Jose, Anaheim, and Winnipeg. And the goals per game that they've surrendered in that span, 1-2-0-1. and one. It's been impressive from a goaltending and team defense uh, department. We have some news. Darren Millard along with Darren Elliott in Studio 31 for nighttime at noon. Laurent Brassois has been assigned to the Henderson Silver Knights on a, a long-term uh, injury reserve conditioning loan. Uh, do you want to explain what exactly that is? 
Well, it means that uh, the player has to agree to it. Um, doesn't count against the cap yet. Gets, gets to go down, play some some games. It's a, it's a limited amount of time. I think you looked it up. Uh, I always thought it was like it used to be two weeks, um, but they've done it by games now. Six days or three games. It's six days or three games, whatever is. is more. And then the team can apply to extend that for another two games. And the player has to agree. agree. Notify the NHLPA. It's a yeah. one-time only mm-hmm. extension. So I guess he's down there for maximum five, five games, games. Uh, or eight, nine days kind of thing. So, so five games, and then you have to make a decision. Now he comes off LTIR. Um, so now there's cap implications, then there's uh, just body implications because all of a sudden you've got three goalies. It doesn't work, especially when two are going so well. So somebody has to be exposed to, to waivers, I'm assuming. Um, and, uh, you know, you kind of go from there. Or you have to do that anyway to send Bressois to the AHL if that was a plan. Um, and that would have to be then cleared up at the AHL level to – uh, what is it, Ghost Pirates level, ECHL level. So th- there's lots of moving parts with uh, goaltenders. but you Buys them some time. Buys them some time. And Brassois has to play. He hasn't played right. months and months. So Missed training camp. It goes back to uh, the like last uh, two-thirds of uh, end of last season, yeah, last third right. of last season. So, you know, he, he has to get in there and play. Um, so he's going to say yes the first time. Um, after that, we'll see. It, it's – it's an interesting development because you can't, your goaltenders couldn't have played better than they did in the first month, the first 10 games, and then you've got a goaltending blip, if you will. You don't want it to kind of impact the performances of the other two players, um, but that's just the pro game. So your options are you carry three yes, for a while when the long-term conditioning assignment is over. So we'll go to that part because – what happens between now and then is really yeah, all on Bersois just getting some, some playing time. Right, because, again, things can happen in the, right. in the interim as well. I so guess you, we know. you can carry three when he's done his conditioning assignment. Uh, if the goaltenders uh, are still going Is that counting your 23? Yes. So it does. So, yeah. somebody so, so you have to make a roster move right. uh, regarding that. Uh, send a skater to the American. Right. Uh, Bersois has the most experience but he hasn't played uh, outside of his conditioning stint when he's back. Uh, Aiden Hill has played great, but he has to pass through waivers. Thompson has been exceptional, but is waiver exempt. So there's all kinds of different things that come into play on this. And I go back to Dallas a year ago. Jake Ottinger, who's their star, was waiver exempt. He spent some time in the American Hockey League. Just to allow them to sort things out. So the well, next they have step to give in this, Dubnik or somebody a start, just a kind of a. Are you Bishop du- was. Uh, are you uh, Bishop, Ben Bishop. Bishop? Yeah. Are you done? Yes, you're done. They just had to go through that as a formality. So the next step in this could go a bunch of different ways, but doesn't mean it's permanent if it does impact Logan Thompson. Yeah. And, oh but boy. at this point, it'd be hard to to see. Him going down. Hill is so hot that if he's put on waivers, somebody's going to pick him up. For sure. And unfortunately, Bressois hasn't played enough, so he might be the easiest one to, to as we forecast this. Well, and again, he's got a big ticket. Yeah. Which also Compared works to against the other, being picked up. Yeah. Against being picked up, but also works against your cap at at the NHL level. Um, if you carry three, um, that's not ideal. 
Short term, you can get away with it. But, again, you don't want to impact the game performance of the guys who are going so well. Why is it so hard with three goaltenders? It's only two nets in practice. That's part of it, and that's real. I mean, you, you know that. It's like, come on, somebody has to share. Okay, these, do you really want to share? You're already sharing the games because of the nature of the position. Now you're going to share practice too. It, it, it just changes the dynamic that really that any instance that I've ever seen it, um, it, it makes it difficult uh, to be a positive. Let's just put it that way. And why it's been working lately is two guys are playing, one guy's rehabbing. Right, uh, rehabbing. In, so he's, in, that's extra loss. for so him. That yeah, he has open ice for his rehab with the goalie coach, and then he gets some reps whenever he can. When the other two guys decide that they've had enough, and that changes when it's three guys available to play. Now it's like okay, you're starting, and the other two guys you split at the other end. Don't quite, not quite the same setup. Hard to imagine the goaltenders uh, in Hill and Thompson doing more to hold on to their jobs than what they've done right Correct. now. So it's uh, awesome. Next test is this five-game road Ooh. trip uh, in which Phil Kessel continues to add to his Ironman streak. Uh, you watched it uh, with uh, great enthusiasm last week as he played 990 and has gone beyond now. Uh, your description of Phil Kessel and how he's been able to do this over the course of his career? He's really determined to play. And that's it. I didn't know that until he came to this team. That's always been his focus. I want to play games. The other stuff, not so crazy about practice, working out. But has fun at practice. Right, he's but, always but, smiling. But yeah. determined. Like he's yeah. going to do it his way, determined. And so smart to understand his game and what positions that puts him in. So it, it's not that he's not good defensively. It's a, he skates back and has some great plays back-checking. But he's not going to be the guy grinding in the corners trying to hold the puck against the wall where you can get hit a lot. And offensively, he's a master at finding the open ice. Has been throughout his career to get that quick wrist shot away. So he's good on the rush, and when it's on the cycle – He's not the guy grinding to get the puck. He's the smart guy trying to find that open ice somewhere in the offensive zone. It was fun to watch him go after that puck yesterday. It was. uh, Against the Winnipeg Jets when it just was outside his reach. The bank Uh, pass, right. Uh, That was. I thought he might go around the net, but mm -hmm. instead of trying to bank, you know, put it in from that steep angle. But, uh, you know, he's just been a smart player. Um, knows who he is, knows who he wants to be, know, knows how to be effective. And a lot of that time, as he plays in the weeds, and uh, he, he stays uh, out, out of the traffic. And, and he's been successful as a scorer for that, and it's also helped his longevity. Plus, let's we've talked about it. You have to have a lot of good fortune to string that many. Fortitude and fortune, good fortune, uh, to play that many games in a row. Uh, he is the happiest as a complimentary player. And you don't see that a lot from professional athletes and in in the case some people you you call that a drawback right like i want more from you uh, but he seems to excel and you accept it more because of his yearning to be a complimentary player yeah like i said some coaches look at it and say you don't care enough mm-hmm. right and that and and that's been an accusation or uh, an issue between head coaches in the past. Right. And then, but, but then you look at, well, he cares an awful lot to show up and play games. Every day. Play his way, though. That's the, 
there's so many coaches out there. My way or the highway. My this, that. My. Scoring goals, by the way, is the name of the game. So a guy that can score goals to, to the clip that he's been able to do it in his career. If you make, I always say, if you find can find ten minutes for a guy that just bangs and crashes and doesn't score, well, I can make sixteen minutes play, play your way and score some goals. I, I I can make room for you on my roster. Uh, Phil Kessel started on the first line. He's now down uh, third line, but uh, still getting power play right. time and like Nick still yeah, still getting that carrot and and that part of it uh, that makes him feel like a valuable player at this stage of That's his career. That's how you get balanced, though, too, mm-hmm. right? We talk about the minutes, how uh, uh, the coach likes to to balance them out. It's like okay, so Nick was playing in the third or fourth line, but he's on a power play. Same thing, Phil Kessel. I I was going to be shocked if he was going to work on the top line because you have to play him so many minutes. Didn't work out. I think he's in the perfect spot right now um, and see if he can be productive, but he's still in the power play. So you still get some cookies, some opportunities to to, to eat uh, and get some points, which which feeds guys like that. And, and so I think it's really well thought out. Uh, we also have a milestone, Riley Smith, becoming the third member of the Century Club with the Vegas Golden Knights with 100 goals. Who are the other two? Uh, I believe it's Carlson and that uh, Marceau guy. <laughs> The it's crazy that the, right that all three line mates i've been, been here the forever. longest time they in on each other's goals so often and again one of the things when i watch carlson and riley smith kill penalties together it it, it brings back uh, you know ramsey and loose look it up everybody uh, google it buffalo saber like a tandem on the penalty kill they play together they read off each other so well they're explosive when they are killing penalties and it just I hear music <laughs> when they're out there. I hear I hear music. They're just in. in they are. And like I said, I, I've uh, projected on them that they actually want, want to play so, with each other and stay together as a unit, that they're playing hard right now. <laughs> I don't What's think it? they don't take any shifts off. Those guys. They're great Luce. together. What, uh, Buffalo what, in the what, 70s. Oh, that, like, I thought it was a record label. No, no, right? Ramsey, they were signed no, to no, RCA. <laughs> Craig Ramsey. Yes. And uh, Don Luce. Don Luce, the the great uh, Craig Ramsey. He's uh, uh, an awesome one. And Luce, That's uh, right. we know that family uh, Very well. first uh, firsthand. We're going to take a break. Uh, final chance to send in your questions. We've got a few coming in. Uh, we're going to get to as many as we can in the final segment of Nighttime at Noon. The NBA G League Ignite coming to Henderson. G League Ignite set to play at the Dollar Loan Center for the 2022-23 season. Your chance to see the top prospects before they're drafted. Catch them in action and secure your season tickets now. Look at that if you're watching the live stream. Deposits start at just $50. Visit the dollarloancenter.com to get your tickets. Thanks to Floyd running the graphics for us on nighttime at noon. And, of course, you listening as we bring you back uh, for the final segment. Your questions as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Fox Sports Las Vegas. Oh, this is one of my favorite conversations that I get to have uh, regarding uh, different things to check out. The spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara is an exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. It's located right by the ocean. Look at that! If you're watching the live stream, experience oceanside views in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society's tasting room. And treat yourself to an unparalleled massage at Majoral, all in the heart of American Riviera. Yes, uh, designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel California is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Visit hotelcalifornian.com and book your next day. I'd say tell them Darren sent you. 
but I'd want to make sure that you said it was Darren Elliott that sent you. Cause... I'll be at the Motel 6. That's all <laughs> I can afford. <laughs> uh, we have some questions coming in on Nighttime at Noon. Welcome back on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the uh, VGK social media channels, digital channels, from Orenzo on Facebook. I've seen more deflection goals this year. Is that correct? I don't know whether Renzo's speaking specifically to the Vegas Golden Knights or league-wide, but I think there is more traffic from Vegas. Yes. That, that would that would really kind of sync up. I know they had a couple of deflections that just missed uh, in last night's game or yesterday afternoon's game. So uh, that would check out. I don't have any numbers to back it up. Remember but, Carlson's goal uh, the other night against yeah. Anaheim? Wow. I know. I know. So it's – They've had Carlson's had a couple goals like that. So, so yeah, you, you're probably on for the reason that Darren said. You're playing more in, in the middle of the ice. You're getting to the net more. If more chances for deflections makes sense to me. We had the debate uh, the other night. So it was Marcia so that took the shot yep. that was going yep. towards the top of the net, and Carlson tipped it and it went in. Yep. Is Marcia so sour saying that could have went in? Not a chance. Okay. Because he loves to score. He loves to shoot. You've <laughs> seen guys saying, that was going in. Yeah, what are you doing tipping that? Th- at this level, they love to win. Yeah. Right. I'm uh, just trying to have something. I From uh, Cartain TV on Twitch. <laughs> hey, VGK fam. Uh, now that LB is headed for Henderson for his conditioning stint, what moves are made when that's over? And that is a recall. He has to come back. Yes. Then they can put him on waivers? Or he stays? Right. Is that as, as right. simply as That's as simply we can put, put it? And then if, if he stays, they have to make another move on the roster, send somebody else. Because they're at 23 right now with full. three extra skaters. Correct. And uh, other than that, then you would have to put him on waivers if you wanted to put send him to Henderson at that point. From Brandon or, on YouTube. Or? Remember Logan Thompson, you said. Logan Thompson is waiver exempt. You could send him down to buy you some time. That would be uh, interesting, to say the least, but not unprecedented. No, no. True. True, true. Has has, has, has happened. Uh, from Brennan on YouTube, how does Jack Eichel's performance last night carry on throughout the season? I don't know if it was a catalyst. Um, you, you hope that it was. I just know that at some point, and I don't know what the point is, like, because it's physical, it's line mates, it's how things are going with the team. We know that he's going to go on one of those rips that he used to have in Buffalo where he will get, as I say, 21 points in 10 games, a segment. He will go on a you know, huge scoring streak that will boost his points per game average to 1.25. Um, when that's going to happen, maybe it just did. Like you said, I, I don't know if that goal itself is a catalyst because three-on-three specialty play, one-on-one, which is tailor-made, for him, he's the James Harden of the NHL, as far as I can, because he can create his own shot. Isolation, that was a basketball play as much as I can tell uh, last night. You don't get those situations that ideally in five-on-five. Five. So he's learning how to play with elite players. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, that, more than that play and, was and spectacular. You, and, and use elite players to your advantage? Right. So, so his little back pass on the stone goal, yeah. he took a little peek. It's a backhand saucer flip right on the tape. It was perfect. Now, maybe there should have been a penalty called in the corner. Don't, don't worry about that. He's He takes a peek, shovels it out. Well, he's shovels it out, and 
it's right on the tape for Stone to get the sh- quick shot away. And then Stone, of course, with his great stick skills, bats out of midair to make it 1-1. But those little plays in close is something that is new for Jack Eichel with that kind of skill around right. him, certainly. He's always had to do everything himself. This right. is new to him to be able to share it and use other people. And when I say use other people, you give it to Mark Stone, people will watch him. You give it to Chandler Stevenson, they're going to it. cover him. It opens you back up. And he's never had that type where that's if he gave one. it up, nobody's going over there. That's, that's the one. So, so that's they're staying with him. Right. So, so Chandler Stevenson being as fleet of foot as Jack Eichel, you're playing with pace. You give it to him. He can transport the puck. Stone will find – he'll be him. He'll find the, the right area to be. But now Eichel is open for opportunities. That's going to be the fun part. It used to be a big advantage if you were playing Jack Eichel and he would give up the puck. And that's why he was so – Now? He doesn't want to give it up back then. And it creates – you know, frustration and all those kinds of things. Sean Couturier, out three to four months, back surgery, Philadelphia Flyers. They've yeah. been off to a good start, but uh, they are really beat up right now. They are, and, you know, I, I, you got to give them credit. It, it, again, that little boost and bubble that you get from a new coach. Uh, Torts, uh, John Tortorella, uh, he said, we'll have an identity and we'll do this and we'll do that. And it's the right way. That's the right attitude for, for what they wanted. I don't know if it's sustainable, um, again, because it, it's a really hard, hard way to play hockey. like that every night when you're depleted as they are. We have uh, news from the Anaheim Ducks. Jamie Drysdale is out uh, months with uh, labrum. Was that, did I see that properly? It was a yeah. shoulder issue, yeah. uh, and he heard it on a hit against Vegas. Yeah, and it's it's you know we saw him walking, you know, going off the ice. He had the dangle going, so it wasn't, it didn't look good. You're hoping that you could just pop it back in and get going. Doesn't sound like a too bad, really good young prospect, young defenseman. Um, again, you put these young defensemen in this league at 1920, uh, going back and retrieving pucks. You're really susceptible uh, to that till you get the experience. Game slows down for you. And you get some of those man muscles because uh, the guys you're playing against are, are grown-up men, hitting hard. Toronto only gets four of a possible ten points on their road trip. That's not disastrous. I know. Unless you live in Toronto and you're from uh, <laughs> familiar with that well, media four, market. Well, they're four, four, and two. Ooh. Yeah, I know. But, but you would never guess that. So it, no. this is just a, a hype situation, talking about the problems in Toronto, or do you think it's somewhat real? There's always going to be the speculation. If you Those markets... Toronto, Montreal, the media rails on it. They pick up on every little thing. Oh, listen in. Oh, he said uh, we gave them two goals. And, oh, that's Mitch Marner's two passes. Oh, that's too bad. Too bad to have a good team, a good roster. They'll be fine. Uh, who's impressing you from uh, last year's team under the radar? We have about 40 seconds. Who, which team? Which, which team uh, the Vegas team. Oh, the, our team? Yeah. Under the radar? Sorry, this is one final question. I, I, I like. I, in. Yeah, I, I like... I like Jonathan Marshall in the game right now. The way he started after his training camp, I think he got himself ready, and he's shown it in the regular season. Well, you're you're a golfer. Hardest thing to do is follow up a great round. He had a career Correct. year last year, and he's like 30 goals last year. That was awesome, and he's picking up right where he left off. Speaking from experience, I know you can't follow up a good round with him. I don't have good rounds. I have no <laughs> to trouble. follow up. I have no trouble following us up. Uh, thanks to Techno's producers, uh, Lindsay and Ryan. 
Ryan providing all these great pictures for you and the uh, camera cuts and our uh, producers from the uh, nighttime at noon segment.